senores. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on into OA Philly Sports, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 47 of OA Philly Sports. We are at it again to close out another week here of uh, a crazy world that is uh, Philadelphia sports. Welcome on in, everyone. Today is Friday, August 20th. It is finally Friday. And we're getting close to the end of August. Summer is almost done, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we got a lot to get to here at Oyen Philly Sports. Uh, we have, uh, I believe we're going to get to, to four sports. We're going to get to four sports here today. Um, and I'm excited to get through it all. And, of course, uh, I'll actually I'll put that in right now. Uh, we'll put the link in. If you guys want to come at the end, of course, you guys know the, know the drill. Five minutes, bring your comments, bring your questions, bring your concerns. We will discuss that all here today. Uh, before we move forward and dive into everything we got to talk about here, ladies and gentlemen, please do not forget, if you are watching this live on El Parcero Philly's YouTube channel, make sure you hit the like button on the live and make sure you are subscribed to that. It would truly mean the world to me. And, of course, do not forget, if it would truly mean the world to me if I could be part of the podcast rotation of yours. You can find Owen Philly Sports wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Reminder, we do talk about all Philadelphia sports here on Owen Philly Sports. And, of course, we go live on YouTube. We go live on Twitter, Twitch, and, of course, TikTok. So what is going on to all those beautiful platforms here today? Uh, I want to start off today with uh, I want to discuss about a little news that came out of Arizona today. Um, and it got me thinking. And I got a topic I want to discuss with you guys, and I want you guys to give me your feedback here. So if you haven't heard what's going on, if you're not an NHL fan, um, the Arizona Coyotes looks like they're going to um, not sign the lease for their stadium that they have down there. I believe they play in the Phoenix area or the Glendale area. If you guys know, please, please let me know for sure. But it looks like they are in limbo without a stadium. Now, you see that up the rumors of whether or not Arizona will act, the Coyotes will actually stay in Arizona. As we all know, the only reason why the Yotes are in Arizona is because the NHL wanted a team there. And of course, they shipped Winnipeg out of, uh, or shipped the Jets out of Winnipeg and into Arizona. And to be honest with you guys, excuse me, besides those beautiful uniforms, and, and they're con kind of controversial, but those beautiful uniforms that were in the 90s, the one with the crazy little triangle, little sequence that was all over the jersey, besides that, the Coyotes have never really given the NHL or anyone anything to kind of look forward to. It's kind of a bland franchise, never really want anything in their history, um, and uh, it's interesting to see, it'll be interesting to see if whether or not they will move. Now, we all know Arizona is kind of a bigger market. Phoenix is a pretty big city in its own. It's very diverse. Um, we know that they have an NFL team. We know they have a, they have an MLB and they have an NBA team as well. They don't have MLS yet, which is which is a disgrace as well. But regardless, um, moving the uh, moving uh, the NHL team out of Arizona would would be kind of crazy to think about. Arizona, it'd be weird not having a, a team in NHL. If I'm being honest with you, but you look at the attendance and you look at the history of the Coyotes, it kind of warrants the fact that they probably should leave the uh, Arizona area. So uh, my question for you here, guys, today to kind of start this off, you know, I like this to get you guys thinking. I like to challenge you guys a little bit. My question for you guys, is there a franchise out there in any of the five major sports where you believe need to relocate? You know, I, I even think about the MLB. There's a lot of good ones there. I um, mean, you have the Oakland A's, which I think eventually will move to Vegas. Um, you know, even both Florida teams, I don't think uh, baseball doesn't really need two Florida teams, and both those teams kind of don't do well. Um, so, guys, let me know. If you are on TikTok as well, let me know in the comments if you believe that there is a franchise that needs to be relocated. And, of course, same thing here on, on uh, wherever you're watching, on YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch. Let me know in the comments if you feel like there is a franchise 
that you know what maybe they need to go because it's working where you're at kind of like what's going on with arizona we'll see if they do move there so let me know in the comments who you believe needs to be relocated chase what's going on my man w that's all we do here we, we win on like some of these philly sports teams we always winning out here baby always winning my man logan's in the building hopefully you can give us some of the uh the you give us some great facts and great knowledge man i appreciate what you do logan what's going on my man ak gaming just finished his soccer training hopefully it was a go on man hopefully you're not too dead man soccer uh, training is crazy man i'm thinking about playing tomorrow a little pickup futsal game over in fishtown philadelphia uh, i'm excited but man these legs i hope they're prepared because it's going to be it's going to be a rough one uh chase i appreciate it. i saw what you said here you're on tiktok i appreciate that my man listen uh I, I i've gone through a rough patch in my life and grow growing up but uh if i can give you guys a little bit of uh life lessons of whatever i learned i will definitely do that so appreciate those kind of words chase appreciate it man big play slays in the building what's going on yo 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 what is happening my man welcome on in now we could talk some philly sports we were doing uh the duke by the river the philly sports network podcast for the philadelphia union a little earlier but now we can talk about whatever you want whatever sports you guys want to talk about this is the place to do it not over there though Ah, uh, dude, yeah, Chase. I, oh God, I'm not looking forward to talking about that, but we will definitely talk about that in just a second. We kind of talked about it yesterday too, while we were recording the pod. We were in the middle of the Phillies afternoon game, so uh, we kind of discussed a little bit. But I'll go back into it because yeah, it's it's bad right now. It's bad. We need to vent about our Phillies for sure, for sure. Um, I I think they have the worst franchise in all five sports. Wow, that's interesting, Logan. You think the Coyotes have the worst franchise in all five sports? Um, that's that's a tough one there. I would I would say maybe the rate. Uh, I can't even say the race because the Rays actually like produce farms uh, talent. It, the stadium is terrible. They obviously don't really care about winning. Um, but it, it's it's hard not to go there. Uh, the Florida teams, aka the Marlins. See with the Marlins, I don't know what's going on with Jeter. I listen. I thought Jeter was taking them to the right place. Looks like they were trying to build something. But now that I look at it, like, are they building something? They made the playoffs last year, which was kind of crazy on its own. Thinking about the Marlins in the playoffs, anytime they've ever made the playoffs, they've won the World Series. And then um, this year, they kind of fell flat, and they kind of sold pieces off at the deadline. And now they are who they are. So. That's like that's definitely going. It's tough because listen, Miami's a big market, and there is baseball fans. They just Florida fan, Miami fans are just not that good. You know, I'm curious if the Dolphins are good again if they'll show out because back in the day, they used to show out for the Dolphins when the Dolphins were the Dolphins. They used to show out for for uh, the U, the uh, University of Miami, which they also haven't been the same in about two decades as well. Obviously, they don't even know they have a team. Uh, and then with the Miami Heat, yeah, they show up here and there, but that's because Miami Heat are kind of a golden standard in the NBA. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I, but the Marlins, it's tough. It, it, Jeffrey Laurie didn't help that situation either. He was one of the worst owners in sports, kind of alienated the fan base. Um, this stadium kind of alienated the Miami community as well. When you're asking uh, citizens of your city to upgrade, up, up, pay their taxes. When they don't feel like they should, you know, not everyone was for building a new stadium in downtown Miami for the moral. And so they definitely kind of rub people the wrong way, man. Um, Chargers, they need a fresh start. Go back to San Diego. Uh, it's weird that they did leave San Diego, honestly, because it's not that far from L.A. I get the whole SoFi thing and I get the whole thing about L.A. But, man, San Diego fans are passionate and they're loyal. It's funny because it, San Diego is known as a chill, laid back type of city. But I always feel like those fans are always so loyal and they are always clamoring for the Chargers. And now 
all they can do is support their uh, their Padres and uh, State University, right? So that's right, man. Uh, the podcast does the you have a YouTube channel. The wait, are you asking my podcast? If you're asking for my podcast, my podcast does not have its own standalone YouTube channel. Um, simply because the oh, I'm not gonna go deep into the backstory of our of the podcast, but I started that podcast as a show back in 2018. It was just literally me with a bunch of books stacked up with a GoPro and me just talking to the camera. Um, and then it became, you know, uni fans were starting to like it. And then I, you know, I signed on with Philly Sports Network and then we just converted it into a podcast. So we don't really have a channel for it. Uh, but if you're asking for the Philadelphia Union, they do have a channel. Uh, you just look up Philadelphia Union. They do. They actually do some pretty good work on there. I, I really admire their video team. I think it's one of the best in American sports. Um, but no, I, that's that's pretty much it, man. Loyal worst attendance in the last few years. <laughs> they, I mean, they've been bad the past ever since um, since Machado got there. They've gotten better, but and obviously COVID doesn't doesn't help anything, man. Um, yeah. So my podcast doesn't have a standalone uh, channel. I guess it's all through my channel at Barcelona Phillies. Again, because the show started as part of my sh my channel, um, so now that's with Philly Sports Network, we do air it on both my channel and Philly Sports Network channel as well. Um, and they rent a stadium with the Rams. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the the nature of the business. I mean, you get a dope stadium to call home, right? But you got to share it, and we kind of see what goes on with the Giants and Jets. That doesn't always work too well. Um, you know, scheduling is, is a pain in the butt, and now you got to, on the West Coast, you got to worry about SoFi, and on the East Coast, you got to worry about MetLife. That could definitely be challenging for these people who come up with the stadiums, man. Uh, we will talk about the Eagles in a second. Let me just get through these comments. I meant Chargers. Ah, the Chargers attendance. Yeah, I, I could see that. Man, the Chargers, it's, it's been rough, man. It's definitely been rough here. Uh, who am I? What's going on, man? Doing like your profile picture. Eagles are the best uh, for area. My favorite teams and don't lie. 76ers heat. So you're a Sixers and Heat fan. That's, that's interesting. A little conflict of interest, but hey, it's your life. It's your life. Uh, this is a very interesting name. This man goes by or this person. I shouldn't say man. It's probably a little boy. Uh, Zion is your daddy. Very interesting. You guys have some interesting names on these social media platforms. Um, and he's got an ugly Red Bull logo, and he goes RBNY for life. He doesn't even know that his own owners don't even care about him or his club. And uh, wow, he wait, so you're a Patriots Red Bull fan? That's uh, it's weird, but uh, hey, what's going on? Hey, we got CDP in the building. What's going on, CDP? How you doing, brother? I'm are you, bro. I saw that you got Tom McCarthy going on, man. Tell Tom McCarthy El Parcero, and, and I'm sure Philly Sports Guy as well. We say hello to, to Tom McCarthy. We love T Mac here. I hope that T Mac gets the job as the Sixers uh play by play guy. Please, please, please. That would be awesome. I would love to hear Tommy Mac called some some uh, NBA. I think he does college basketball. I want to hear him call some NBA basketball. That'd be pretty dope. Chargers back to that seems like that seems to be the consensus. The issue at hand was that the fact that the the city of San Diego did not want to fetch up the money uh, to build a new stadium in San Diego. Qualcomm Stadium is, was long overdue. I think it was there for 50 years, home of the Chargers. And at the end of the day, they did not get what they wanted from the city of San Diego. So they went their own separate way. L.A. is a bigger market. They got that beautiful stadium, even though they share it. So I think it comes down to, obviously, the city of San Diego not giving it the okay. Hey, you know what? We'll give you a stadium. And that obviously did not happen. So 
It is what it is. We'll get to the let's get to what we got to get to, guys. Again, the the question of the day: What team needs to be relocated? All right, out of all the the five major uh, leagues here that we have in America, what team or club needs to be re, re, uh, relocated? Obviously, we were discussing the Arizona Coyotes and the potential of them leaving Arizona, as it's been rumored for quite a while now. But as many of you said, you guys want to talk about last night's preseason game, and I get it. Uh, we're ready for football. We're ready for Eagles football. We're ready to get back into the to the to our fall lives. Um, but last night was as the uh, weird enough the Red Bull fan wanted to give us the update. Uh, we got obliterated. You know, we lost our second preseason game. You know, the season's over. Thirty-five nothing. We lose to the New England Patriots. Uh, it was bad. It was ugly. I will say that it was sloppy. Um, but I want to just tell you guys, it's just preseason football. It really does not matter whatsoever, okay? I don't care that we lost 35 to nothing. This whole talk about, oh, it's about respect. It's about pride. It is preseason football. If this was a regular season game and you got killed 35 to nothing, I'll be right there with you guys. I'd be brewing the Eagles. I'd be calling out the Eagles. But the fact of the matter is, I don't care that it is we got killed in preseason football. And remind you, I already knew what I knew. I already knew what I needed to know going into this game. The Eagles dominated the Patriots all throughout practice this week. Um, so that's all I really needed to know. And the fact that you guys spent that money to go to an Eagles game, um, listen, I'm not spending my hard-earned money on the Eagles preseason game. Eagles tickets are super expensive. Football NFL's tickets are super expensive. The money that I would be spending to go to a preseason game, what I would do, I would save that money and I would keep saving that money and I would actually go buy regular season tickets. Uh, but hey, listen, that's your life. I'm not going to tell you how you spend your money, but that's just me personally. I'm not going to waste my time to go out there to watch um, Joe Flacco throw like a 45-year-old man, even though he's not. <laughs> It's good to see you back, Joe. Welcome home, baby. Welcome home. Voorhees missed you. Or no, he's Audubon. His brother was Voorhees. Voorhees uh, Audubon missed you, man. Audubon missed you. But, of course, it all started out weirdly on the night. We were expecting Jalen Hurts to get his second start in preseason. Uh, and then, literally, you know, you're waiting. You're waiting for uh, kickoff. Kickoff happens. The offense comes out. Everyone's in the huddle. They line up to to go snap the first play of the, the, uh, the night. And then you look over, you're squinting a little bit, and you're like, why is the quarterback taller than Miles? In it? Why, why? Wait, why is Joe Flacco in the game? What happened? I just saw Jalen Hurts warming up, and now I see Joe Flacco there, and that threw everybody off. Yeah, you're not the only one. That threw me off as well. It was reported later on. Um, it was actually during the game, and then Sirianni discussed it after the game in the presser. Um, Jalen suffered some abdominal pain okay we we don't know exactly what is his abdominal pain we have all had our speculations but the consensus seems to be that Jalen had the good old-fashioned bubble guts or or he just had gas okay he had he had the poop that's pretty much what, what we kind of got from it all right it happens we all have to poop here and there okay and uh it look to me it's it, from what it seemed like my man had to poop okay and uh I don't know what the hospital stuff was uh, but it seems like he's going to be okay. That's the good news. It seems like Jalen is going to be okay. But it was definitely a weird situation, to say the least, to start off the night like that. So we didn't get any Jalen Hurts. And we talked about it yesterday on the episode. What 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 were the starters going to get in this game? You know, how in this new preseason format, how are teams going to handle 
um, they're starters, right? You know, usually in a four game format, game three is where you throw your guys out there to get that dress rehearsal, right? And then week four, it's about those guys trying to battle it out. How do you handle it this year? Because you don't have a fourth game. So unfortunately, we didn't get any Jalen Hurts. We got Joe Flacco for about a half. We got Nick Mullins, who um, let's just say he is not going to be here. And, I'll, and, I, and I would be surprised if by Monday he is still here in Philadelphia. I would be surprised. I think they have to keep him, though, because um, who the heck are you going to play in, in the third preseason game? Um, but I will say that I want to see Jalen Hurts in that third game play at least half of a game. Remember, we don't want to suffer, go through injuries. We've been bit, bitten by that in our in our entirety over the past 10 years with injuries in this franchise. But we're talking about Jalen Hurts who needs the repetitions. This is a young quarterback who's essentially going into the season as a rookie quarterback. He's never started. He's never been a full-time starter in the NFL. So that third game to me is still that dress rehearsal because you have essentially a bye week and then you got week one of football. So and then and next week against the Jets when we're up there, I would like to see Jalen Hurts play a whole half, get that repetition down. Um, we we got to see the debut though without with the no Jalen Hurts, we did we were able to see the debut of one Devontae Smith. The 10th overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft made his quote-unquote debut for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and it would have been nice to see Jalen Hurts to Devontae Smith. And I think that everyone is kind of looking forward to that relationship. Um, you know, for me personally, like the best quarterback wide receiver relationship I have ever seen in my lifetime was Donovan and Terrell. And if you have been an Eagles fan for that long, you know how that ended. So I'm literally, I get to see Jalen and Devontae, and I really, I am praying that this becomes a spectacular partnership for a, dec for a decade. All right, but regardless, no Jalen, we saw Devontae Smith, and honestly, uh, it wasn't just Devontae, it was just the offense. It kind of all did not start off the way we all wanted it to. Um, even on the first drive, like Joe Flack, uh, it was, we didn't get to see Jason Kelsey either. No Jason Kelsey, no Jalen Hurts. Nate Herbig actually got to start at center. And I don't need to see Nate Herbig at center. I love uh, Nate Herbig. I think he's a great depth piece at guard. But man, oh man, we get the one snap. It goes over the head of Joe Flacco. And what the heck was Joe Flacco thinking on that play? Yes, is old. You're asking Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts. He's he's getting the ball. He's trying to make a play with it. He's slow as molasses. Dude, you're an NFL veteran quarterback. Just fall on the ball. You don't need to have a super superman type of play. Fall on the ball. You live to see you live to fight another day. And, and if worse comes to worse, you punt it away. You don't give the Patriots good field position. But now they had nine yards and Harris, this kid Harris for the Patriots. I thought he was thought he would look pretty nice for the uh, New England Patriots. He had a couple nice runs on the night, and uh, he got the touchdown on that drive. But uh, Flacco did not look sharp. I mean, listen, if we have to go to a back quarterback, and I always say this every year, if you have to go to a backup quarterback at any point in your season, you're more than likely not going to have a, a solid season. Okay, that's that's kind of how it works. You know, not not all the time do you get a Nick Foles that comes out of nowhere and takes the, takes the team to the, to win the Super Bowl. That doesn't happen all the time. So I'm okay with Joe Flacco being the backup quarterback. And you know why I am okay with that? Because what I'm looking for from Joe Flacco is to help the development of Jalen Hurts. 
if 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 Joe Flacco has to go out there, you know, I know what it is. I know what he gives me. I'm not expecting more. But the fact that again, and this goes to my point that guys, stop taking it so seriously. It's just preseason football. And you guys are out here saying, oh, we need to go get a new backup quarterback. Joe Flacco can't even throw. Dude, it's a backup quarterback. (laughs) What? Um, So, yeah, it was what it was. But Devontae, it didn't start off uh, good for Devontae Smith. It it, it was what it was. But um, he did show us some flashes. So what I noticed from from Devontae Smith right off the bat he had the first, I think the first three passes were drops to him. He had a couple, he had, I think he had like nine targets on the night. Um, but what I noticed right off the bat, and it, it just like got me so excited, like gave me the goosebumps. The route running was as advertised. That shit was so crisp. He runs, he runs on a perfect stride. And even when he's trying to misdirect that, like that off foot, that first step to kind of misdirect or change the direction, that shit is violent. And I've never seen an Eagles quarterback with that crisp of route running. Not even Deshaun. You know, I think I think Macklin was a better route runner than Deshaun, to be honest with you. Not even Macklin. And that just, all off the bat, I didn't even care about the performance of Devontae Smith. Again, this is preseason football. You're not looking at score lines. You're not looking at stats. What you're looking for is those little intangibles. And Devontae Smith's got that. I, I, I really can, because as an Eagles fan, I can't get myself to that place. Boom! I'm so excited for the potential Devontae Smith on this offense. It it is is quite remarkable. Um, I, I did think that um, no, I thought, thought the hands were still strong. I just think that Flacco didn't throw him the right passes. And remember, this is his first outing, right? This is his first. This is his first taste of the NFL. He hasn't been able to go out there and play. So I think come come season time, they're going to be okay. And the more and more this team starts playing together and getting that repetition, it's going to be all right. We gonna be alright. You feel me? Ah, oh, so that was great. I didn't see a lot of Jalen Rager, which is a little disappointing. You know, if you listen yesterday, we talked about how I wanted to see Rager get some snaps, kind of make an imprint on the game because we see the practices. You know, you see the one-handed snags over Darius Slay. You see the one-handed snags against the New England Patriots in practice, but we have yet to see Jalen Rager become some sort of an impact during games. And I really wanted to see Jalen Rager kind of be that in this game. Unfortunately, he, he really, it, it wasn't really much of a factor. You know, we'll just have to wait till the season, I guess, you know, we'll see what we get. When we get in the third um, preseason game for the most part, you saw the skilled position players for about a half. It was more so the wide receivers. I think Dallas Goddard got a, a series. Uh, Miles Sanders got a series or two. Uh, Miles Sanders is fine, by the way. He's he's perfect fine, and it's crazy the fact that Miles averaged five, almost six yards a pop last season. Oh my God! Just imagine Sariani actually makes him part of the game plan. Ah, it's gonna be spectacular. And then Jordan Howard's running hard. He is earning this roster spot, ladies and gentlemen. We already know what he gives you with that running. He's a short yardage back, but he's trying to contribute on the passing game with the hands. He's he's pass blocking out here. It's beautiful. We need that depth by by far. We need that depth. Um, I want to I want to shift over to the, to the defense because obviously the offense, honestly, both sides were just not much to to kind of write home about. Um, but the defense, there was some aspects that kind of caught my eye. Uh, Alex Singleton looked really good, and not that I was worried about this, but I'm just curious if Alex Singleton can in fact be our linebacker for the future. And I'm trying to think about it. If, if it's possible when I watch him play, 
His instincts are great. He's got some solid speed for a linebacker, but I think his fundamentals is really what catches my eye the most. The way he tackles, he tackles properly, and it and it's so refreshing to see. Like you know, especially when I watch football these days, and there's a reason why I don't want to, I don't want my kids to play football, and I I kind of regret playing football. It's the injuries about it. But when I see a fundamentally sound tackle, you're breaking down, you're shimmying, you're wrapping, and you're driving. That's good enough. I don't need to see these. And the Brian Dawkins, the algae crumpler, even though it was one of the best moments in my young Eagles life, that's not okay. Throwing your abusing your body as a weapon is not okay. I know some of you guys love that old school football, but listen, did you not see what just happened with Richard Sherman? That's scary. These are people's lives at stake here. So, um, Alex Singleton, I, I, I love it, man. The man. He's got is fundamentally sound. He knows how to tackle. There was that one play. Um, it was it was like a third and six, I believe, on the Patriots' second drive. It was a screen play. Alex read that out perfectly, and he stopped that play just by his tackle. He stopped that play short. I think three or four yards. Uh, I think the the guard Andrews by the Patriots did a terrible job of blocking, but it was a great, great, great form that he showed us. So I think for right now, Eric, uh, him. And Eric Wilson will be the linebackers to start the season off, in my opinion. Excuse me. And it looks like for right now, it looks like we have comparable NFL linebackers. And that's definitely refreshing to see. And I definitely love seeing that. Um, Kayvon Wallace and Zach McPherson. Um, they got picked on. They got picked on quite a bit, not just by Cam Newton. It just it was also by Mac Jones. And it was interesting because we heard we heard leading up into this game in practice that uh Kayvon was chirping you know all you heard was check down king check down king because cam didn't want to show off that arm and he was throwing all these check downs to wide receivers and tight ends and running backs um but look cam has a lot of wear and tear on that shoulder and on that body and my, my man has gone through it with with that shoulder injury uh last year remember the patriots and bill were trying to run all these qb dives and sweeps in the goal line situation looking like a wildcat quarterback um and i don't blame him if he's just trying to uh play it smart you don't even see cam run as much as he used to and that that goes with age but mac jones is making a run for it man he he's making his case why he should be the starting quarterback he's got the arm you know every time you hear of an alabama quarterback it's always like man they always play on good teams but can they actually be a franchise quarterback on a bad team now, Mac is not on a bad team, but it's not obviously a good team. It's probably like an average team, we could say, with the New England Patriots these days. Um, and we'll see if he can he could be a leader. Can he bring the Patriots up and kind of be the franchise guy for the Patriots? Because if that's the case, that's going to save Bill Belichick a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it was interesting to see. Uh, but Kayvon and Zach definitely got picked on. For Zach McPherson, I'm not too worried about it. It was definitely frustrating, and you definitely saw the weaknesses that he has. He's a physical corner. He's a physical cornerback. He works his ass off, and he's smart. But he does lack uh, a little bit of that speed and uh, maybe some of those fundamentals as well. And I think over time, he's going to be all right. He's definitely going to be all right. Milton Williams continues to impress me as well, guys. Uh, the question is, where do you play him as? Um, you saw the, the Eagles kind of play Milton as that defensive end. But he kind of looks like a defensive tackle, but he's got that speed and that quickness that he can play both. 
And is could this be kind of a change uh, in the NFL that you see, right? So you, in the past couple of years, you know, I've seen cornerbacks play safety, safeties plays cornerback. I've seen safeties play linebacker. We saw that here with Malcolm Jenkins. And honestly, we saw safeties and cornerbacks switching over kind of like an Avanti Maddox, kind of like a Jalen Mills. And now could we possibly see defensive tackles move over to defensive ends. I really have rarely have ever seen that. And also we're seeing on this roster two linebacker or defensive ends playing linebacker. So versatility is definitely a key here with this defense as I'm, as I'm clearly seeing here. And if you can have a Milton Williams be some sort of a factor here playing both positions, I love it, man. I love it. I'm all about it. And remember, Milton Williams was the draft pick that caused the ruckus in the front office when he was selected on that day. That was definitely a lot of fun. So uh, I'm not too worried about this Eagles uh, preseason game. It was what it was. Uh, I think it's evident, though, this Eagles team does does like that. But I think we all should have known that before this season. It's a young team. This isn't a Super Bowl contender. You shouldn't go into the season with those aspirations. I'm not even going with the aspirations of winning the division, even though that it is up for grabs. But this year, it's about figuring out what exactly you have on this team. Is Jalen Hurts the guy? Do you have the receivers in place? This is a young group. Uh, what do you have at the left side of the offensive line? I think it's safe to say Jordan Maialata is your left tackle for this year. I think he's going to have a very big year. Uh, but left guard, I think you can absolutely upgrade there. And on the defensive side, you do have some age on that side. But what do you have on some of those young players, especially that pieces? Zach McPherson, I know yesterday was not a good outing for him. But... Um, I think that's something that you're not going to give up on. You're going to continue developing him, and and he's going to be in behind Steven Nelson. So this is going to be a year of, of uh, trial and tribulations. You're going to grow. You're going to have your growing pains, but you just run with it. So I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. We'll see what happens next. Game. Of course, we will have uh, uh, the Jets. We got the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We'll be up in North Jersey uh, to face off against those guys. Guys, let's see here what you guys got. The six defense is the worst. They said you can get five yards, but no. Um, I'm a little confused there, Chase, what you're trying to say there. Um, what is the longest stadium still in play able to this day? I think you're are you think you're referring to the oldest stadium? And I think that's either it's definitely one of the baseball stadiums, and it's either Wrigley or Fenway. Because I think Lambeau was what the 50s or 40s. But those two are old as crap. I wouldn't be surprised if they're 100 years old. But I'm sure you guys could probably tell me better than my, than myself. Um, or that owner of the Chargers is a duckhead. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to use that. You're such a duckhead, man. Stop being a duckhead. <laughs> I like that. And left for the location of LA, leaving their history in the dust. He's going bankrupt soon, so yay. And Logan, that's crazy that you say that as a Broncos fan, you're showing a little support for the Chadges. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's it? The Dean Smith? Is it Dean Smith? Um, the, the family, the Smith family? Yeah, I mean, listen, San Diego does have history with football. I mean, Qualcomm Stadium, it, it was was a I think it hosted the third most Super Bowls. Miami and um and New Orleans have the most right now, but I think San Diego was third. And he really just ripped that away from that community. And it was crazy to see, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you guys. I think the Chargers should have never left San Diego, but I think it's that's that boat already sailed, guys. I went to the Eagles game yesterday. Good for you, Chase. At least you probably didn't spend. You probably didn't have to spend that money. I was not going to spend that money. Um, but that's dope, man. I I I, I like that, man. I like that. Uh, 
it sucked. It it's a dominal uh pain, stomach pain. I think he had the poops, man. Yeah, lo- see Logan say, I think he had the poops, my dude. <laughs> uh Logan's gone. Ah, uh, it's all good, man. I appreciate you hopping on in, Logan. We'll talk next week, brother. Uh oye, como ha sido tu día? It's been good, Ian. My day has been great. I appreciate looking at him. He's he's, he's ripping out the Spanish. I see I see you, Ian. Okay, okay. I like it. Um, Coyotes moving next season, most likely to Kansas City or Houston. Can Kansas City even hold a hockey team? Does Kansas City even care about hockey? That'd be very, that'd be an interesting ass market. But obviously what you're seeing with these expansions and these new markets, getting new teams, it is definitely something you want to kind of check out, right? I mean, look, we didn't, none of us ever thought that Vegas could be a, a hockey type of city. But they're showing you that they can be a hockey city. So go explore it. I think Houston would be a good one. I think it's just because it's such a diverse type of city. The problem is the South has kind of proven that they just don't give a crap about hockey. I mean, you look at the Florida Panthers. Miami doesn't even know that they exist. If the Lightning weren't good, would Tampa Bay actually even know that they have a hockey team? Um, Carolina has been okay, I guess. Uh, they, I don't like that the stadium is in a college campus, to be exact with you. Uh, we talked about Arizona. I mean, Dallas Stars had some success to begin with, and it's kind of been dying off a little bit. The South, you know, the same thing with Nashville. If the Predators weren't good, would people actually care about the Predators down in Nashville? So I don't, like, my question is, can the South actually hold hockey? Because they haven't really proved it. And of course, I forgot the most important one of all. The Atlanta Thrashers. Now, I don't blame Atlanta so much when you have an ownership that just doesn't give a crap. That's kind of what happens. And fans have every right to say, yeah, we're not going to watch your product because your product is shit. So, you know, we'll we'll see if that can happen. I, I'm curious. I do think that it can work. But if you're going to give a city a bad price here in Philadelphia, if you, give, if you gave Fly, if Flyers fans what Atlanta was giving Thrashers fans, oh, we would have jumped ship a long time ago. By four. Uh, why do we play the Jets every preseason? Because of the distance, I'm assuming, and because you just don't play the Jets often. Every four years, you got to play the Jets, and it's a short two-hour ride, and it makes it really easy. I, that's my guess. I don't really know exactly, but um, usually they play the Steelers, too. I think they try to keep it local as possible and try to keep it not a, uh, uh, a NFC team if they can, or at least not. A, obviously, they don't do the division ones, but they try to do that. That is right, Ian. The Kansas City Scouts, which became the Colorado Rockies, which now are your stinking New Jersey Devils. I know my hockey history. Come on, baby. Come on now. What y'all saying here? What y'all saying? TikTok? Uh, my, oh, my, my my parents are in the building. What's going on, mom and dad? Uh, boy, 812. What's going on, buddy? How you doing, my man? Uh, Tyler Guns, I one, bro. You never interact with any people on TikTok live comments. That's why you you don't have more viewers. Tyler Guns ninety one. I appreciate you coming on in, man. Um, this is a live podcast. I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but we are on five different po- uh, platforms. We're on. I'm sorry, four. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on Twitch, and we're also on TikTok. I like to diverse myself with everyone on every different platform. I got everyone here in front of me, and I'm also doing you guys as well. Um, the way the show works, we talk about a segment. We just got done talking about the birds. I answer your comments, um, but it just takes a little bit of patience, just like anything else, my man. I know patience kind of lacks these days with a lot of us in this generation, but it's all right, my man. But I do appreciate the comment, man. Listen, if you guys want to come on in, man, you are more than welcome to. You just got to head to the link tree, my man. Appreciate it, though. Appreciate the uh, comment there. 
that. Oh, okay. doesn't even matter. What's going on? Lip, lip boy. I see you out here, lip boy. I see you, man. I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate appreciate the love, my man. You've been showing me a lot of love, and I do appreciate that, my man. Um, that's that's why we make this content is for y'all. Y'all don't understand this content is for y'all. But let's move on here, guys. So I want to talk about the Phillies real quick because they are about to play in about an uh, hour and a half. I'm, I want to say now, uh, it's a late one. It's a 10-10 one, and I know the week that we've had, the week and a half that we've had in Phillies Nation. Really doesn't get anyone excited about baseball here in Philadelphia. You lose a series to the Dodgers. You lose a series to the Reds. You get swept by the Diamondbacks. I, I, I mean, I just, I literally can't explain the week and a half that we had. Um, we talked about what happened the previous week, but this week here with the Diamondbacks, I mean, we kind of talked about it yesterday, but there are no excuses to being swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks. You have the fifth highest payroll in baseball. The Diamondbacks are one of the worst teams. They are the worst team in the National League. They're one of the worst. They have they're one of the worst teams in the National League. They're the worst defensive team in the National League. I'm not sugarcoating this anymore. Um and you literally came out flat in not one, not two, but all three of those games. And in every one of those games, it's literally a whole big blob because it's all the same thing. When you watch um, the games. It's the defense is not stepping up. I, I'm not criticizing. I'm not criticizing Ranger Suarez. I'm not criticizing Zach Wheeler. Um, wait, who's the other pitcher? That <laughs> wait, Ranger Suarez. Zach. Oh, I'm not criticizing Kyle Gibson because I thought that those guys did enough of the job. But when you're having Ronald Torres uh, making mistakes, Brad Miller making mistakes, Gene Segura making mistakes, Didi Gregorius making mistakes, every the whole entire infield at one point did something wrong, and Bryce Harper looking flat-footed out in right field. Like I'm not I'm not going to criticize starting pitching. And then when you look at the bats, I mean, you had what was it? Um, it was six run or sorry, uh, five runs off of eleven hits. Like that's. You have all these bats, and you can't hit a stinking ball. And look, after the first game, when you realize that you can't hit the ball out the ballpark, you got to change the game plan. Go for the short stuff. Bring some runs in. Use your base running ability. Like something. You got to change it up. And it's the problem. This, this lineup is built to, to hit the ball out of the ballpark because they play in Citizens Bank Park, and it's such a hitter friendly ballpark but you can't always rely on your hitting you can't always rely that you're gonna hit the ball out of, out of the ballpark every single time i'm watching madison Bumgarner yesterday now look madison Bumgarner is definitely a shell of what he once was and and i and i talked about it earlier this week i've never seen a world series like what madison Bumgarner gave us back when they beat the royals and when he was on the giants but even madison all, he was throwing curveballs, throwing sliders, because he knew that that's the, the Phillies just wanted to hit the ball out of the ballpark. That's all they want to do. You got to change it up. And I, and I, I'm just looking at this team, and and I'm at this point, especially after the three days that we had, I'm just dissecting every single part of this team. The fact that the farm system is god awful. We can't produce a, a talent worth the crap. We're the fifth highest pay. We we have the fifth highest payroll in baseball. And when you look at the other teams that spend big money, your Dodgers of the world, your New York Yankees of the world, those type of teams, the Boston Red Sox, those type of teams do spend money, but they spend money on things that they need to add on to because they build with the farm system. Those are strong farm systems that those teams have. It's a foundation. This team lacks a foundation. 
And that is what the problem is right now with the Phillies. I figured it out. It took me this long to figure it out. This team has no foundation. When you look all over the starting lineup, Reese Hoskins, yes, a, a, a homegrown talent. Gene Segura, you got him in a trade. Didi Gregorius, you got him in free agency. Ronald Torres is not an everyday third baseman. And I think you got him in free agency. It was a cheap-ass piece that you got. Alec Boehm, I'll tell you what, I don't know what you do, Alec, but if you're talking about playing critical baseball down the stretch, you, I don't know how you play him. But then on the flip side, if you don't play him, it affects his his development. And one of the criticisms that we've had with the Phillies on how they handle their 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 um their their young talent and their farm system talent is that they don't give them a, an exact job. They don't give them an exact responsibility. These kids come up here, they don't know what to expect. These kids have it tough as it is trying to adapt to major league baseball. Their heads in shambles as it is, and you're making it more you're making it more tougher than it is for these guys. In the outfield, Andrew McCutcheon, you got him in free agency. Odubo Herrera, yeah, a homegrown talent. Bryce Harper, free agency. JT Romuto, a trade. Two pieces in your lineup that are homegrown talents. And then you look at the pitching staff, Zach Wheeler, Zach Eflin, that's it. I'm sorry. Aaron Nola, Zach Eflin, that's it. <laughs> There's no foundation on this team. And this whole analytic thing, this team lives and dies by analytics. For Christ's sakes, you have Theo Epstein out here saying that, yeah, guys, we're taking it too far. We need to chill on the, the analytics. I need the Phillies to grab all their binders of stats and analytics and throw it in the garbage. Call Republic system, the Republic, or no, what's it out there? It's it's waste management now in Philadelphia, I think. Go call them. Throw out all of your analytics. And even the way this team is built. Bill, it doesn't even make sense if you're an analytical team. You have a bunch of guys that just want to hit out of the ballpark. Nothing makes sense on this on this baseball team. And I'm looking at the Atlanta Braves right now. They're streaking. Austin Riley's playing out of his mind. Freddie Freeman's getting hot at the right time. That outfield is holding up. Their pitching is getting better. They actually have a found a foundation. Because if a Ronald Acuna goes down, there are still pieces there that can hold it down. You look right now, Reese Hoskins, who you could say maybe your third piece on your in your batting lineup, your third big piece in that batting lineup, he's out right now, and look at how bad they are. They got swept to the Diamondbacks, and they only scored what was it five runs, six runs on the on the three days. It's flat out embarrassing. I, I don't know what else. To say. I don't know what else to say about this team. I, it's it is super frustrating what is going on with the Phillies. You have an opportunity here to win the division. This hasn't seen playoffs in ten years. They tried to build with money. They tried to throw money at everything and everyone. It's not working. This is not over. But it to me, I'll be honest with you guys, it is tough to me to think that the Phillies can make this up when they got the Atlanta Braves in front of them. Now, we're going into a series against the San Diego Padres. On the flip side, the Atlanta Braves are going to go into a series against a team worse than the Diamondbacks, and that's the Baltimore Orioles. You know what the problem is? We have a tough time beating the teams that we need to beat, that we should be beating, like the Arizona Diamondbacks, 
while the Braves, you know, more than likely they're probably going to sweep the Baltimore Orioles. Ah. 10-10 first pitch tonight. You got Matt Moore. Now, look, Matt Moore had a great outing the last time. He gave you the only win against the Reds last weekend. Six scoreless. It was beautiful. And you know what? I'm not banking on the fact that he's going to do that again. There's no way I'm going to bank on the fact that he's going to do it again. So, we'll see. We're going to play tonight. Now, the Padres are a team that is reeling right now. They they are fall, they kind of look like the Phillies now. The good part about, I mean, the good part for the Padres, at least, is, you know, they do have a Fernando Tatis. They do have a, a Manny Machado. They got some star players that kind of do step it up. <laughs> oh, man. What's his name? Eric Hosmer. Is he still, isn't he still out there? He's definitely still out there. All right. Let's see what you guys got to say here on the Tic Tacs. Tyler Guns, come back, man. Come hang out, brother. Don't be don't be a, a miserable. Come on. Come on, hang out here. Uh, Gucci Rob Zero, go in first place. Phillies in first place. I hope so. I hope so. I really hope they get back in first place. It's going to be tough. You're now four games behind the Atlanta Braves. Four after yesterday's loss. And that was a bad one. Six to two. And it was a and it was a, a top of the seventh. That was, they allow all the runs. Five runs in that inning. I can't fault it all on wheels. This is this is back back wheel starts that you can't capitalize and get a win. He's not getting any run support, and you're not helping him out defensively either. Damn. It's rough. It is rough. Uh Nashville's a success story, though. They stuck uh they stuck through some bad years. Yeah, that is kind of true. It was like the first decade, they were just god-awful, and then they all of a sudden started to turn out to be pretty good. And that'd be interesting. Ooh, Ian, that's a good one, Ian. Very good. New Orleans would be okay. Interesting to see. Now, here's the thing. When you win in New Orleans, the support is outstanding. Like, you you remember the Saints for, what was it, 40, 50 years? It was god-awful, the Saints were. Lip boy, I, don't, I see you, brother. I see you. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate that. Much love to you, brother. I appreciate that. Um, but the Pelicans, when they were making playoffs with AD, they they were coming out. Same thing with the with CP3 when he was down there in his young days. They were coming out. I was to see if they could do hockey. If you can give them a good hockey team, I think it could work. But that's very interesting because New Orleans is a very interesting city, especially when it comes to sports. I like that, though. I, I think I'm in on that. I think I'm in on that. My man Dylan's in the building. What's going on, Dylan? What's up, brother? I've uh, been having football practice three days a week. That's why I haven't. Dude, don't even apologize, man. Go out there and grind. Go get that starting position. I'm not going to fault you for going out there and trying to trying to play some sports, trying to get out there. I love that, man. I love that. Uh, Yuri uh, Peralta, what's going on? How you doing? Welcome on in the Oyen Philly Sports. Welcome, welcome. How about that Joe Flacco? He's he's not what he used to be, man. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, how much would it take to trade for try? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your whole entire farm system and Phillies don't have one, so it's not gonna happen. Uh, I would trade Harper and Hoskins. I would I wish that could happen, man. I wish. Hosmer is still in San Diego. Look at that. Look at that. He that that Royals team, man. That's crazy how that fell apart. Well, it didn't really fall apart, you know. Everything has to come to an end, but 
That's with some nice teams. And they built it all through a farm system. It's crazy. It's wild. Absolutely wild. All right, let's move on to what you see here on the T-shirt, the Philadelphia Union. Tomorrow they do have a match to be played um, against Club de Montreal. We got done um, interviewing uh, Ed Powell. I'm sorry who writes uh, for Soccer Stripes, I believe it was called, and she's part of the Ball is Round Montreal. Um, so I got some good insight on Club de Foot Montreal. This is the first time we are playing them this season. Um, tomorrow will be alumni night, so you got a couple of old union players that will be down in Chester. It is a home match. Um, the news today, though, was that uh, Andre Blake got announced that he will be heading to his third All-Star game. Uh, this is quite remarkable. We know how good Andre Blake here is in Philadelphia. Uh, and this is now his third all-star game, two-time goalie of the year. You know, the accolades are just piling on for Mr. Andre Blake. And it's going to be a fun all-star game, to be honest with you guys. So you got two uni players that are going to be in the all-star game. Uh, you got Kai Wagner, the fullback, and then you got Andre Blake. Uh, and it's going to be interesting because you're going up against uh, uh, the Liga Amekis all-star. So it's Mexico versus the United States. And I'll, I'm excited to see the, the matchup there to the best leagues in North America going at it with their best players. So that should be a lot of fun. But for tomorrow, um, I think it's important for the union to get another win. You know, you want to get that momentum going. And what you saw on Thursday, not only did we see Kevin Durant in the building, but I saw the union look like the 2020 Philadelphia Union and not really like the 2001 Philadelphia Union where you're just getting super frustrated over them. Um, they look tenacious. They look relentless. Uh, they were frustrating the crap out of NYCFC who like to play a possession heavy type of soccer. And uh, you got that goal from Alejandro Bedoya and it was great. It was off the weak foot of Kai Wagner. Um, and then tomorrow I, I expect the same being more tenacious, being physical. I don't think Montreal has a lethal attack like NYCFC has, but I feel like they play more uh, of a, of a spread out type of system, which is interesting. They do like to run uh, five back sets or at least they like to play with wing backs pretty much. And they're going to have that whip. And when you're talking about the Philadelphia Union and that compact midfield, they've been exposed with with teams that like to exp attack from out wide. So we'll see if, if that that midfield gets um, exposed last Wednesday against NYCFC. It was a strong put. When Jose Brujo Martinez is playing tenacious like he was on Wednesday, he's getting that ball. He's he's be, he's creating the attack from deep. As that six roll, it is tough. To, it is tough to stop the Philadelphia Union. Leon Flack, as, as he was quiet, but um, he runs. That's that's Leon Flack. He's the he's the he's the workhorse. The same thing with Alejandro Bedoya, and with Gazdak. It's funny. A lot of Union fans are a little upset and a little uh, uh, not not sure what they have exactly with Gazdak. But I know exactly what I have in Gazdak. He's a Boric Dochkal. He's a typical. Uh, number 10, he's a central attacking midfielder. He distributes the ball. He creates for others. But what the team needs is for guys to capitalize and get those create those those uh, creating opportunities by Gazdak and putting those balls away. So uh, tomorrow, I expect the union to impose their will, play union soccer, flex those muscles, and go get yourself some three points against the Montreal Impact. That, that's just a fact of the matter. You need to you need to go handle handle your business um, tomorrow. I was curious if Olivia Baeza will play tomorrow. Alvis Powell honestly played well. Uh, the problem is that Alvis Powell is a great—he's great on defense, not so hot on offense. We saw a couple wild shots by Alvis Powell on on Wednesday, 
But Olivier Baizo, he's pretty talented and he's pretty skillful when he's got the ball at his feet and he's attacking from out wide. So if only we could have a right fullback that could do both, play defense and play offense. And, you know, that would, you know, we're asking for too much here in Philadelphia, right? But um should be fun tomorrow. I got I got a win. I don't think I'll be down there tomorrow night taking a taking a little break here. And unfortunately, alumni night didn't really entice me too much. There's no Carlos Valdez or uh, Friedman that are going. So I'm, I'm, I might just take it easy tomorrow night as the girlfriend. The girlfriend's coming back. No more uh, bachelor week. That really wasn't much of a bachelor week. It was just a bunch of content creation. So, but uh, it should be fun tomorrow. Tomorrow, eight, 8 o'clock kickoff, Subaru Park. You can find it on PHL 17 if you're interested. And if you are a radio head, um, you can listen to it on 102.5 Fox the Gambler. Um, it'll be hosted by Sean Brace, the pregame show. They'll play the game on the radio station if you're interested in all that. And, of course, the postgame show hosted by Sean Brace and Kevin Kincaid. So definitely check that out, guys. It's cool to see the union that are they're on the radio. Of course, you know, it's tough to get on the Fanatic or WIP. But, hey, we got some people showing love to the union, and we, we're here for it. We're here for it. For sure. Um, I want to end today with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, it feels like we're always ending with it. Um, breaking news. Uh, Damian Lillard dropped his album. He dropped his album. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet. I'm definitely going to get around it. Um, but I listen, I don't think Dame is coming here. Uh, at least not right now. At least not this offseason. Uh, he, he he sat down with Chauncey Billups. And look, if he, if he wanted out of, of, uh, of Portland, he would have gotten out by now. And again, guys, I just don't understand the mentality of that. I love Damian Lillard, the basketball player. But man, oh man, we're, you know, it's not Dame's leaving for Miami or LA or like a super team. He's coming to a team that kind of fits his mold. We're an underdog team. We're blue collar. You have a superstar here, though. That's the point. And that's that's why I don't get why he doesn't want to get out of Portland. Portland cannot put a championship team, a championship caliber team around him. So I just it just doesn't make sense to me. I, as much as I want to see it done, I just don't think it will happen. And I think that more and more guys, we have to get used to the fact that, yeah, Ben Simmons might just well be on this team next season. And I know that sucks. I, I really don't want to see Ben Simmons here anymore. Like, I just feel he's just going to be a detriment, right? I just feel like he's just going to be his typical self, you know, snotty nose brat. And it, it's just a little, it's a little frustrating. And, you know, you see, like, can someone please tell me what is Chris Johnson actually doing? Like he's showing all these little like workout videos that we see every year. And the thing is this year, it's not Ben putting it out. It's Chris Johnson putting it out on his social medias. And like, I see the one video where he's going off of off his screen and he's driving to the basket. And I'm like, okay, that's nice. But what happens when you got you get fouled and you got to go to the free throw line? Are you going to knock down those free throws? And let's be real, no one like no one is get, is is guarding Ben Simmons at the three point line. Why would you guard Ben Simmons at the three point line when he's no threat from the three point line? These Chris Johnson videos are so infuriating. He puts up another workout video, not Ben Simmons, but Tyrese Maxing just flushing threes like he's Steph Curry with no one guarding him. He's, I don't know what he does. He's got a great reputation too. And that's the thing. The man has a great reputation. He works out with so many NBA players. Uh, I think Jordan Clarkson goes, works out with him. Rajon Rondo, Aaron Gordon. So solid NBA players, not like, like, you know, superstar players, but solid NBA players. And this is where Ben Simmons is working out. 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I just flat out, I just don't get it. I don't get what it is that Chris Johnson is doing there. So, um, Chris, can you please stop? It's not helping. You know, I mean, team thing is teams know, like we all know this teams fans. We all know what Ben Simmons's game is like we're it's no surprise what he's doing. What would be surprising is if he would actually shoot the ball, shoot the ball, a mid range game, anything, something, a little layup, something, give us something. Um, the NBA schedule has come out. The um, unveiled whole entire schedule. I'm not gonna go over the whole entire schedule. That's a little bit too long. But uh, I wanted to go over some of the key matchups to look for this season. And to start off, you know, it's the first game, October 22nd. Sixers will be facing off against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so it'll be a home game here, a 7:30 tip off. Of course, this was supposed to be supposedly, quote-unquote, um, supposed to be the Eastern Conference Finals last season. Of course, both the Nets and the Sixers could not get the job done. But uh, it'll be it'll be fun to watch the Nets and the Sixers. They were the, bo- the best two teams in the Eastern Conference last year in the regular season. And uh, it's Philly, New York. And, you know, it doesn't matter what sport it is. It could be freaking cricket. Philly, New York, it gets me going as I'm out of water. Should I drink my morning coffee that I had here this morning? I know, and I, I got to put it away, guys. I'm sorry. It's gross. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, October 30th, so eight days later, the Sixers will be then hosting the Atlanta Hawks. So we all remember the the wild game between Philly and Atlanta. One of the worst moments in my – is actually the worst moment in my Sixers fandom. Um, that and then the Toronto game two, three years ago against uh, Kawhi Leonard. Those are the worst moments of my young Sixers life. Um, so we'll we'll get the opportunity to get some revenge against the Atlanta Hawks, but they should be a different team. DeAndre Hunter should be ready to go. Cam Reddish should be ready to go next season. Um, and then for us, we'll see what kind of team we do look like. As of right now, the Sixers, <clears throat> I do think they improved simply because Andre Drummond is a better team, a better center than Dwight Howard. And um, you pretty much are running with the same team. So it'll be that'll be a fun matchup to see. I want to see how this team reacts to that one. I know it's the regular season, but I mean you still want to get up for that game. You know, get some earn some respect, man. They they kind of came in here and and made you look stupid. That you got to have some have some pride, have some respect for yourself. So that'll that'll be one that I'll be definitely be. I'll, I'll circle. I'm gonna circle that a couple of times. I'm gonna be like, Argh! can't wait for that one. I might get tickets. Well, I have to go to that one. That one's going to be a hot seller. Um, on January 15th, we're now in January. Uh, the Sixers will be traveling to Miami to face off against the Heat. Obviously, anytime I face off against Jimmy Butler, it's a heart, it's a heartfelt game. Because I still miss Jimmy, man. <laughs> but the Heat are a pretty strong team this upcoming season. They found their third wheel with Kyle Lowry. They think that's going to be the missing piece for those guys. Uh, but you know, anytime, anytime it's Sixers and Heat, it's definitely a fun game to to watch. So uh, we'll see how that one turns out to be. February fifteenth, you got the Sixers hosting these uh, Boston Celtics, a seven thirty kickoff or kickoff tip off. Uh, that'll be on TNT. <clears throat> and I mean, I don't think I have to explain this one. It's Philly. It's Boston. We hate the Celtics, and uh, we'll see how that that one turns out. Boston definitely. Uh, it's a different looking team, obviously. They got they upgraded from Kemba Walker to Josh Richardson, who we remember here very well in uh, Philadelphia. So uh, that that's going to be on February fifteenth. 
on March 23rd, third, uh, 10 days after my birthday. The Sixers will be in L.A. facing off against the Lakers. Um, we'll see Carmelo. We'll see Russell. We'll see uh, Wayne Ellington, Philly Zone. Um, and, of course, we'll see LeBron and A.D. We'll get a taste of the Lakers. We'll be out in L.A. Uh, will Ben Simmons be here by then? Uh, he probably wants to stay in L.A., to be honest with you. So anytime it's Philly and L.A., though, same thing. It's like Boston and Philly. Hate the Lakers, and that's all we want to watch. Uh, March 29th, we get to face off against the reigning NBA Finals champs, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, that'll be the 29th at 7 p.m. Uh, and that uh, it'll be, you know, those are always fun games, uh, Milwaukee and, and the Sixers. I get the Sixers are definitely going to want to show what they are made of in that game. And that'll definitely be fun watching Giannis uh, come here to Philadelphia. So those are some of the games that I will be keeping an eye out for. The schedule is out and uh, definitely, definitely, definitely get that out. Circle those games you want to check out. And uh, season will be here before you guys. And we'll be in training camp. And uh, Ben Simmons is going to be uh, be here shooting his threes. And he's going to be looking like uh, LeBron James. I'm totally kidding, guys. I am totally kidding. But, guys, that's going to do it for another episode of Oin Philly Sports. Seriously, guys, thank you so much for tuning on in. If you guys are watching here live on YouTube, make sure to hit the like the like button and subscribe to El Parcero Philly's YouTube channel. And, of course, if you are a podcaster, I would mean the world if you can add this to your rotation of podcasts. You can find us wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, Spotify, Oi in Philly sports. That'll do it for episode 47. TikTok, thank you so much. We shut this bad boy down. Talked about it all here today. Of course, we'll be back at it next week. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Epicentral Philly, and I'm telling you guys to enjoy the rest of your night. Talk to you next week. <laughs>